welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about M-M-M-Max headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom from her evil lair in Pennsylvania is my co-host, the lovely Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. What's shaking? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nothing. Shaking and baking and yeah, I was baking. Yeah. Cooking. Cool. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you want to play a retro trivia game? Sure. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. All right. You're not going to like this. (laughs) okay all right i've got three questions for for you (laughs) and they're all from the 1989 movie batman well i can't do that (laughs) i i don't mean you're not gonna like it okay Okay, because we might have listeners that would really be in oh okay so So it doesn't matter if i get them right okay that is true it doesn't really matter if i get them right somebody else probably knows yeah it's a learning experience for you i need to call a friend yeah (laughs) Yeah. all right well you ready i'll call michael keaton this time yeah Yeah. okay okay stand by number one in the 1989 batman movie what movie were young bruce and his parents coming out of at the theater when the parents get killed in the alley. It was way back when. Yeah. In the 40s? Yeah. Um, and it's one of my favorites. Oh, it's one of your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> that tells Capricorn you a lot. One. I like them all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no. uh, okay, because that's coming up. That's the uh, coming attraction. Uh, Let's see. One um, of your favorites. Well, Indiana Jones uh, wasn't around then, so even though it was set then, you know, um, I don't know. I have no clue. All remember. right. I'm going to tell you, and you're going to learn something today. Okay. The Mark of Zaru. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it's been that way in the comic books, the cartoons, everything. That's always the movie that the Waynes are coming out of. Really? Yep. I never, you're right. I learned something. All right. That's something. Okay. Okay. Well, number two. Okay. In the 1989 movie, Batman. What was the name of the chemical factory where Jack Nicholson falls into the vat of chemicals, which turns him into the Joker? Oh, I have no, no clue. None. 
All right. Mm-hmm. It was called Axis Chemicals. Oh, nope. All right. All right. Question number three. Yeah. And this is from a movie called Batman in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I who, can see it. Who directed it? That one. I don't know. Uh, Didn't Tim Burton, he directed that Yes, one. Tim Burton. He did? He directed that one? Yes. Oh, I, I had no idea that, that he directed that one. I thought it was the later one that he directed. He did the first two. Oh, okay. Well, then, yay. Yay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm glad that's over. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know why. I, I should have had, like, reviewed the movie Batman today, you know? but You should have. Yeah. I don't know what, oh, well. what you're thinking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I, I'm not reviewing Batman today, although I did really like that movie. We'll do, we'll do it on another episode. But the movie I do want to talk about is from 1977, Capricorn One. We are T minus 18 seconds from liftoff. We T minus 15 seconds. Would you and your men please follow me? Jerry, what the hell is this? This is an emergency. Please follow me now. T minus 10 seconds. Nine, eight. We have ignition. Six, five. We have outboard engines. Three. We have inboard engines. One, zero. We have a launch commit. We have a liftoff at 35 minutes after the hour. Every split second of this historic flight, every intimate detail, every heartbeat, was monitored by Mission Control in Houston. This is Capricorn One. We have landed. As millions all over the world watched and listened, the President of the United States spoke to the astronauts across the vastness of space. To the men of Capricorn One, I bring you greetings from your fellow Americans. There's only one small catch. It never happened. It's all a lie. A fantastic $30 billion hoax. Something's wrong, and I don't know what it is. Dig deep enough, you might uncover the truth. Those signals couldn't have come from 300 miles. But the odds are, you'll never live to tell it. Freeze! I'm not moving an inch. They're on the plane together! There's a device, it's on the plane! There's some people, if I don't give them the all-clear signal, they'll explode it! Something's wrong, something big. They know I'm onto it and they try to kill me. Who's they? I can't tell you. We are dead. You tell me you're in trouble, you're out on bail, you just got fired, I tell you I'll be right over. My head hurts. You look awful. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. These people are capable of anything. You sound so close. It's hard to believe you really are that far away in space. It's hard for me to believe it, too. You're up to something. You want my help. It's gotten out of control. It's too big. Capricorn One, this is Houston. Capricorn One, we show red on the heat shield. Capricorn One, this is Houston. We show red on the heat shield. Do you read? Pull that lever down by your feet when I tell you, Sonny. 
Capricorn One, the mission that never got off the ground. So, Lisa, have you watched this? No. Why not? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tell me all about it. Do you have any idea what it's about? Uh, have a, I, I swear. I, was, was it a book ever? It might have been. Okay, I don't know. If you tell me, I might remember. All right. Well, okay. First of all, I want to I want to say this. Uh, do you know about all the conspiracy theories about how the moon landing wasn't real? They faked it in a yeah, mm-hmm. like a government like a hangar somewhere out in the desert. Yeah, like it was like a blue screen or something. Yeah, they they paid director. Uh, oh, what's his name? The ah, uh, what's his name? Got it directed two thousand and one, a space odyssey. Uh, oh, uh, Stanley Kubrick. And he's and he, the one that was the one that yeah, was they, supposed to, they're supposed to have paid him a ton of money and swarmed to secrecy. And he signed all kind of documents in that, that, you know, in a set, set was built like in a hangar out in the, at an air force base somewhere out in the desert. And uh, this guy filmed it, the live landing using like broadcast delays. So special effects could be uh, added later. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, they say that's what he did. Well, they, they how come they, they don't go back now? How come nobody's been back there? Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of people say, you know. If, if they could do it once, why aren't they doing it now when it's real easy? And, it should be a lot I, easier. I know my, my grandfather's brother, which would be what my great uncle, great uncle. He was one of these guys that believed it was a conspiracy, you know, that it never really happened. Okay. It's but, possible. Uh, but anyway, the movie Capricorn One, it sort of explores this type of a conspiracy theory, but it, but it's it doesn't deal with the moon; it deals with Mars. So, uh, okay, in the movie, uh, NASA is planning like a, a a manned rocket launch to Mars. Okay, and you know they, they've got three astronauts, and they're in the rocket on the launch pad, getting ready to launch, and within seconds of the launch there's a problem that they find with, with the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The life support system for the crew to where if they launch, there's no way they could, they could live before, you know, the life support, they'd die. So they make a split decision to not abort because right now it's taking them so long with the funding and that, that the government's wanting to cut funding to NASA. Okay. Yeah. So they're afraid they're going to lose all these multi billions of dollars if they abort this mission and they'll never get the chance to do it again. So in a split second, the heads of NASA secretly decide to sneak the astronauts off of the rocket and launch it anyway without the life support working and do one of these fake Mars landing on a sound stage, you know, like a movie stage out in the desert in a hangar. And, uh, just, just kind of like, you know, trick the public into thinking it really happened, all right? So uh, they, they plan to fake this whole thing to the, to the world live on television, okay? So the astronauts absolutely do not want to go along with this, you know? They, they don't want to lie, you know, fake it, because they're asking a lot of their families, their wives, their kids, everybody. So, uh, but they're threatened, and they threaten their families that if they don't go along with this, you know, it's pretty much death, not just for them, but they'll hurt their families. So anyway, they, they sign documents and they agree to it. They say they will never reveal what's happening. And they're taken to this uh, set that they, they just threw together, kind of like a Mars landscape with, with the, the lander and everything there. 
Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, the rocket, they got them there and they, they have like a, a mock-up of the cockpit of the rocket that they put the astronauts in. And uh, that, that way they can show a video from the inside of the cockpit. They, they, they're talking over radios, which is retransmitted to NASA, which is retransmitted out, you know, to the, the news outlets and the astronauts even talk to their wives. And I mean, they faked the whole thing. Okay. The whole mission they've got, the only the top people at NASA are in on this. Like the mission control people don't know it's fake. So they have someone at the hangar feeding them like fake data to their computers and everything. So, so the astronauts are actually talking to NASA mission control, but mission control thinks they're in the rocket. All right. But uh, so the techs don't know it's fake. Uh, the families don't know it's fake. The world doesn't know it's fake. But the actors know it's fake. Yeah, the astronauts know it's fake. Okay. And the, the film crew and all that for the government, the, the Air Force or whatever. So anyway, they, they, they even filmed the, the landing. And the astronauts, you know, they come down the ladder onto the surface of Mars and they plant the American flag and everything, okay? And, and they have some kind of a, uh, you know, on TV, they'll delay a program like by, by seconds. Yeah. Like it's not, yeah. it's live, yeah. but they have a delay. Yeah, because they can edit it too. Like right. they can edit it so like they have it on squares a, or something. Yeah. yeah. So they have it on a delay so they can run it through a special effects program to slow it down and make them look like they're moving in, you know, in zero gravity and stuff. So they, ah. they, they thought of everything, okay? So it looks real. People are buying it. They're watching on TV and they're moving in slow motion. It's a live feed, so they're buying it, okay? So it, it, it goes off without any trouble. Everybody buys it. The astronauts talk to their their wives and kids over the radio, you know, because the the wives are at Mission Control, and uh, every it, they sell it. Everybody believes it. Okay, there's no no nobody anywhere doubts that this is actually happening. So okay? the families of the astronauts they aren't in on it. No, they don't know about it. No. Wow. So they have to lie to their own family. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now. Okay, let me let me tell you this. <laughs> Everything goes fine, but when the rocket is coming back to Earth, when it's re-entering the atmosphere, something goes horribly wrong, and the rocket explodes. All right. Uh huh. So now, <laughs> what's NASA going to do? You know, they can't say, "Oh, well, we faked it." You know, they're still alive. So, to keep up with all this secrecy, they tell the astronauts that. Uh, they'll never be able to leave that hangar ever. And, you know, they, they tell them they'll, they'll never be able to contact their families. The whole world must think they're all dead. What? Yeah. I mean, they, they can't let it out of the bag or they're, you know, I mean, that's billions of dollars and people go to jail and they, they yeah. can't let this out of the bag. So they won't let the astronauts ever leave the hangar, ever contact their families or public, but in return for their sacrifice, they're going to give the astronauts all the anemones that they could ever dream of. They can live like billionaires as long as they stayed in there. You know, they would have any types of food they want brought to them and cooked for them. Big screen TVs and stereos, a private golf course, you know. It's just a bunch of guys, right? Yeah, three guys. Mm-hmm. And they, they can have anything same. they want. Okay. Uh, women? And live, live like, yeah, they can bring in women, but nobody can know who they are, you know. 
Oh. But they can live like complete billionaires as long as they stayed in that hangar. Okay. Anything they could ever dream of, but they'd have to be, you know, they have to live out the rest of their lives right there in that hangar. And where is it? Where it's, it's somewhere out in the desert. Oh, in the desert. Yeah. And they can breathe in there and they can, and they can. uh, Yeah, it's a hangar. It's air conditions, air force base. Oh, so, but for the rest of your life, I mean, for that to stay. Okay. And then like, they, I mean, what about like, what about um, like trees and things they can't ever go swimming or yeah they have they have they can have a pool they'll build them whatever they want but it's gotta they gotta stay right there on that base they can never leave oh wow no no one can ever know that they're alive okay yeah all right but there's a one thing there's this reporter and he expects something fishy was going on okay so he starts investigating and starts causing some trouble okay well, the astronauts all get together and, and they're, they they decide, you know, there's no way we're going to do this. We, we want our families, you know. And who are the astronauts? Who plays Well, I'll, I'll tell you in just a second. Oh, okay. But they decide to try to escape and get to the public and get back, you know, to their families and expose NASA, okay? So they do escape and they're on the run in the desert. So, I mean, any direction – you turn is desert. So you know how people don't do too good in the desert without supplies and stuff. So, but they're going to try it anyway, because it's either, you know, they figured that NASA would probably, somebody would probably try to kill them anyway, because it's, it's too risky to have them live out their lives there. Cause somebody will find out. Yeah. So they decide just to make a run for it and try to reach their families or public or something and expose NASA. So anyway, the government uh, or NASA, have have uh, assassins that they send after the, the search the desert and do not let any of them leave the desert alive okay that's their mission so that's all i'm going to say about the the movie just in case uh somebody is interested now wants to go watch it yeah me i want to see it yeah i don't want to give away what happens so i don't want to spoil it e- even though it's over 40 years old but, uh, I, I never saw it yeah. I, do you okay. have it i do bring it okay and, okay. and the, the actors that play the astronauts, okay, you, you got James Brolin, who, you know, that's Thanos' daddy. You got yep. uh, Sam Watterson. Uh, he's the big guy on L.A. Law, the big white-haired guy. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and O.J. Simpson. Uh-huh. And yeah, all three of them did absolutely fantastic jobs in this uh, this movie. Loved it. So I didn't realize O.J. Simpson had any big, big parts. I thought he just had, like, those little side parts in, like, the naked – was it the Naked Gun movies? Yeah, he's done. He's done quite a bit. And yeah, and then uh, uh, the uh, Towering Inferno. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him in some other like spy movies and stuff. Oh. But uh, the reporter in this movie that, that kind of gets suspicious is uh, Elliot Gould. So it's got an all-star cast. Wow. Yeah. And, and uh, it is a fantastic movie. Uh, and I'll tell you, I, I read some trivia about it. They said even, even though NASA is depicted as the evil villain in this script. They completely supported the production and the, they provided rocket cockpit wow. replicas, mission control. They were allowed them to film in there and they helped them with whatever they needed. So they were yeah. all on board. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's a, you know, all that moon landing stuff, how people, you know, thought it was a conspiracy. It kind of plays off yeah. that. So I thought yeah. it was, uh, thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my, my aunt that Sharon, that, um, 
you know, I, I, she's even on our uh, page sometimes. Her son is married to a girl that's a rocket scientist for NASA. And he just went through school to become a space attorney um, because it's it's actually a thing because people are wanting to go to space and they need attorneys to like um, make sure everything's, you know, done right. You know, contracts yeah. and things like that. So yeah. isn't that weird? That's weird. But um, did you did you have you seen that uh, you know the the previews for that new movie that's out now called Stowaway? Uh, yeah, I saw something about that. It, it sounded when you were talking about that at the beginning, like well, about like that they only have enough food for some you know so many days, and they you know they help so many people or whatever. Like they, that's what I think that movie sort of like they have to they have a stowaway on there, and they can only have air and stuff for you know yeah. the people that or the crew, you know. So they're still making space movies even if um you know even if it was a hoax you know so i mean you know how many times have they been to the moon you know twice i'm not sure don't know i don't know i mean didn't neil armstrong go and then i know i've never been no i I don't plan on ever going me neither (laughs) uh people thinking about uh you know going to mars and it takes two years to get there yeah i saw elon musk uh he he said something about like the volunteers gonna yeah they're gonna die they're like <laughs> yeah. pioneers and it's like yeah. the, the the untamed west i heard, you know? I heard him say that too i'm like no way yeah. who wants to do that why would anybody sign up for that yeah that's crazy okay but i i would watch this movie that that movie sounds good yeah, I'd watch yeah that. check it out it's a good movie. When's, when's the last time you saw it oh uh, probably a couple of years ago okay so it's been a little while yeah i would watch that yeah i think um i think uh, my family would like it too yeah. 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 I highly recommend it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Sounded good to me. Are you ready for mine? I am. Okay. Uh, my movie is the 1982 movie Cat People. What did they tell you about me? I knew I had a brother, but I was only four. I used to fantasize about you when I was in the orphanage. Yes, I had the same dreams. See these eyes so green. I I didn't think you were ready. But you are. I knew it when I saw you with him. Your whole body burns. Tell yourself that it's love, but it isn't. It's blood, death. Will you be so long? And I've been putting out
seen it? I saw it, but it was back in high school. I watched it on a. You a would boot- never forget. I'm sure as a guy. I watched it on a bootleg VHS. Yeah. And yeah. All I remember in it is the nudity. <laughs> okay, that's what I mean. As a guy, you would never forget. And a girl it. turned into a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, you know, back then when it came out, um, I don't, I don't think I liked it, but there's something, I, it's weird. It's filmed in New Orleans. Cool. Did you know that? I didn't remember. You didn't remember it. Okay. Well, at the beginning of the movie, the um, theme song is, it's the cat people. It's called Putting Out the Fire. It's by David Bowie. I love that song. And it's, and I, I love the, um, I just love the special effects in it. I love the music. I love the cast. I love the setting, love the house in it. Um, it's, it's a uh, American erotic horror film by uh, Paul Schrader and it stars Natasha Kinski. And Wait, what, what, what's the, what's the guy on the, uh, that plays the <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> Paul Schneider. That, that's Schaefer. <laughs> on the show, on the late show. With yeah. David <laughs> yeah. He directed an erotic thriller. <laughs> Yeah, no, not him. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like okay. no. But this it has a good cast. I, I love John Hurt in it, and he was the dad in Home Alone. Yeah, and Annette O'Toole's in it, and Ruby D. Yeah, I remember Annette off uh, Superman. Yeah, I always thought she was pretty. You know who she's married to in, in real life now? Superman. No, Lenny from Laverne and Shirley. Oh, really? Yeah. Lenny and Squeaky. Yeah. yeah, she she can be squeaky now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Ruby D and Ed Begley Jr. and then and um, there, there were some other people. I don't know. I don't know who they were. I mean, that were in supporting roles. I don't know. Who, what was the main was, girl's name? Natasha Kinski. Natasha Kinski. Yeah. Yeah. She she um, yeah. She plays um, her her name's um, Elena in in the movie. And it's got a, it's, it is kind of very odd, you know, because there's some, a lot of incestuous stuff in it. So um, it, it starts out with a scene in a desert with a woman that's being like sacrificed to these Panthers. They don't hurt her. It's like you're led to believe they, they mated with her. And then there's a screenshot of the, the woman's face. And then it show, and then you see Natasha Kinski's character. So um, it's like, I don't know, is she a descendant? I guess, you know, is what they're leading you to believe. So it, it, it goes to the scene where she's her, her character. It's, I, did I say Lena? Her name's Irina, Irina. Um, she's at the airport and um, Malcolm McDonald, who's her brother, Paul, he picks her up um, and you find out um, that they've been like separated from when they were kids and their parents were circus performers that worked with big cats. So she, she, um, she when once she arrives, uh, she, she, she just kind of like hangs out with them. She he has a uh, he has a uh, a, a housekeeper name. Her name is Famale, but it's spelled like female F E M A L E. She said she was put up for adoption, and they didn't have a name for her, so the somebody couldn't speak very well, and that's the name they put down for, her, and that's the name they kept with her. But that's Ruby D. So like at the very beginning, they, when they show up, um, they have dinner together. And I just, there's like this background music. I, I just really like it. And it's, it's, it's a really cool. Like, it's just cool. The house is cool. Um, she goes up and goes to bed and then he goes out. Paul goes out like for the night. You don't know where he's going. But, and then it like fades to like this other scene. And the scene is like where there's a prostitute in a room and she thinks that there's a man in the bathroom because the, the guy at the hotel had told her that there was somebody waiting for her. So she goes up and she's like, starts talking. And I don't know if you can remember this scene because they played the scene in like Terror in the Isles and 
um, you know, I just, I remember it really well, you know, because she's, she's talking to him and she, and she sits down on the bed and she sees something on the floor from under the bed and she pokes at it and it grabs her by the leg and, it, and then it tries to maul her and she escapes, she falls down the steps and it turns out it's, it's a black panther and they, they call the zoo to come capture it, which is John Hurd's character, he plays Oliver. And so he brings his assistants, which that's Annette O'Toole and Ed Begley, Ed Begley Jr. So they take the panther to the zoo. And then um, Paul was supposed to take Irene a sightseeing like the, the next day, but he's nowhere to be found. So he, so the housekeeper tells her to go have fun. So she ends up going to the zoo and you can pretty much figure out that, you know, it's Paul that turned into the panther. Okay. So she's there, she's sketching the panther and she stays till like after hours. And then Oliver spots her and he asks her what she's doing. And then she runs from him and she jumps up in a tree and then he can't understand how she got there. You know, he helps her down and then he asks her to go to dinner and then he gives her a job at the uh, zoo gift shop. And so, you find out like these cat people, they, they, they're, they don't, they're, they don't mate with their, their own, um, they, like they have, it's an incestuous like thing. They can't, uh, they, they can't, they can't uh, be with like, uh, like if they're with a human, um, they have to kill the person to turn back into like the, the cat, the cat, like then, then, um, and then they, and then that's the only way that they can become human. They have to kill the person. So, uh, and then if they mate with somebody that's not like their brother or sister, which is the weird stuff in it, then they, they kill, they kill them, you know? So it's like, it's just, it's, it's a vicious cycle. And, and the, and the, um, the, uh, the, the special effects remind me of like American werewolf in, in London with the werewolf stuff, but it's a panther. So it's different. You know, so I can you remember any of that stuff at all? I just remember the the, the naked chick. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. I uh, my son watched it one time and he asked me what the heck kind of movies they made back in the eighties because he was like, "What's with the full frontal <laughs> stuff?" And I was just like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." Because um. You know, I just like there's other parts of the movie, like the whole scenery of um, the, her walking around looking at like New Orleans. And then there's this there's this whole um, scene where Annette O'Toole, she's she used to be Oliver's ex-girlfriend. And then Irina and Oliver, they kind of start going out with each other. And then Irina's kind of jealous of Alice, who's Annette O'Toole. And there's this scene where. Um, you know, Alice is like running in the park and she like she feels like something's following her. She runs into the YMCA and she dives into the swimming pool and the lights go out and she hears like a cat growling and then Irina shows up and then she screams and the woman who works at the YMCA she runs in like to help her but the woman the truth here's like a trivia the actress that's the lady from the YMCA was married to Anthony Perkins who was oh, Norman Bates yeah. from Psycho she was killed on 9-11 she was a passenger on one of the planes that hit the Twin Towers oh so really yeah, I don't know. That's just some trivia. But um, there's a scene in the movie where the panther rips off Ed Begley Jr.'s arm and it's really graphic. I can never watch that scene. I can't watch it because it's it's really like gross. And like there's a scene where they like um, they cut the, the panther open like the stomach and the, um, towards the end and um, an arm pops out of it. And it's just it's gross. But I like I like the the background music. 
um i just i i just love this movie i don't know why but um i'm not going to tell you like how it ends and i'm not going to say all that because you know that that there it is it's different you know so um and it's kind of graphic and there's a lot of stuff in it that i don't even want to like try and explain <laughs> so you just gotta watch it but it is a remake it's a remake yeah of there's a 40s version one of yeah it. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And I have it taped on Turner Classic Movies, but I've never watched the original because I just don't know. I, I But I watch this one like all the time around like Halloween and I don't know. It's just, I don't know. There's some kind of something about the background music in it. It's not, I'm, I'm not talking like the, the David Bowie music. I'm talking, there's like background music and it's just really pretty and calming. And even though the movie's like a horror movie and has all this weird incestuous stuff in it, I just, I like, I just like it. You know, so I don't know, give it a try. That's cool. Yeah. So go on to your, go on. You don't have anything to add, right? Because you, you no, nah. no, I said it all. Yeah. I said it all and then some, and yeah, and got the names wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, what do you want now? What TV? Yeah, let's move on to the television. Um, i I want to talk about. A sci-fi TV series that had no cats in it, okay? It was called Salvage One. Do you remember this? Once upon a time, a junk man had a dream. I want to build a spaceship, go to the moon, salvage all the junk that's up there, bring it back, sell it. So he put together a team, an ex-astronaut... A fuel expert, they build a rocket ship, and they went to the moon. Who knows what they'll do next? from 1979 do do you remember it nope no no right and this one it was a one season one but they they actually filmed an entire season but only a handful of episodes were aired because it got canceled before they finished it so before they finished airing them you know oh my gosh anyway i love this show so much uh i have a trucker cap with the salvage one patch on it a what a hat yeah, a trucker cap, you know, that's got the uh, mesh. Oh, cap. The okay, a trucker cap. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's got the salvage one patch, okay? Well, how anyway. Did they get, how do they have marketing and, and, and merchandise? If This is something out. new. Th- what is something new? This hat. Oh, yeah, but for something that was, like, never, like, out, nobody ever saw it, like, how did well, they... It was a cult following. Oh, I see, Okay. And and you you've already like you that's how I keep wondering how you remember this stuff like if it just pops into your head or you oh, love this keeping stuff. keeping up with it over the years right oh Trying yeah to find stuff yeah. about it okay Absolutely. all right well that makes more sense to me okay all and right how you know all this stuff okay well when I start talking about it you might have actually seen an episode you just forgot okay it, maybe it, so it starred Andy Griffiths and Joel Higgins. 
Oh, Joel Higgins. Isn't yeah. That? And then the girl in it was uh, Trish Stewart. I don't know if you know her, but she, she was on a soap <laughs> back then, back in the day. But okay, it, it's about Andy Griffiths. He, he owns a, a salvage company and he has a spaceship that he's built completely out like of junk. Like a junkyard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he built the spaceship out of junk. And the spaceship's not called Capricorn One, it's called Salvage One. And uh, is there Lamont is in this? No. No, no Red Fox. No okay. Red Fox. Red Fox standing by. Okay. So anyway, okay. Uh, it's completely made out of junk. And, and he and his team, which is Joe Higgins and, and that girl, they, uh, they'll go up into orbit and reclaim debris from like broken satellites and old rockets and just space junk. And they'll collect it and bring it back down and sell it back to NASA. And, and that's how they make all their money. Okay. And, uh, they have like their own mini mission control center in their junkyard office. And it's the girl that runs that. And uh, Annie Griffiths is kind of like the mission control director of the junkyard. And uh, Joel Higgins is the one that actually goes up into space and gets the stuff. <clears throat> but sometimes Annie Griffiths had to go up with them and stuff. But uh, it was a fun show. I mean, just, just, just picture a rocket made out of junk from a junkyard, you know? Yeah. But uh, I really, really love this show, and I wish it wouldn't have been canceled. I now, it don't ring one bell for me. Really? Yeah. No. But it, I, no. I read that uh, you know, they they made a full season. They filmed the full season. Only a handful was aired here, but I read that in England, they aired them all. So there must be somewhere out there on DVD or something, bootleg or something that I could find. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So somebody somewhere, but I I did see there's some on uh, YouTube. You can watch some episodes on there. Really? Yeah. I don't know if they have them all, but they have some. Oh, it was a very fun series. Yeah. Is is the trailer like the opening like credits or anything? Like those are the things that you can find on some of those hard to find. Yeah. No, they they have full episodes on YouTube. Oh, with the, with the trailer, with opening. Maybe if I saw like the beginning, how it opened, I'd I'd remember it, but it does not, does not, ring a bell at all when when was it on like what night of the week do you remember i can't remember okay but it was an evening show yeah week, yeah. Week, yeah evening yeah okay okay cool yeah nope never heard of it but i bet you heard of the one i'm gonna talk about i think i do they, can i talk about it yeah because i can't believe we have not talked about it <laughs> i don't think we have i mean not like in a whole not in a whole um i think i remember this like this you do? Yeah. Wonder Woman? Sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So here it comes. Okay. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. All the world is waiting for you. And the power you possess. In your satin tights. Fighting for your rights And the old red, white, and blue Wonder Woman Wonder Woman Now the world is ready for you And the wonders you can do Make a hawk and dove Stop a war with love Make a lion Wonder Woman, 
can't believe that this was only on for three seasons yeah. and the first season it was on abc and the second two well season two and three they were on cbs and i don't ever think of anybody but Linda carter as wonder woman you know one of my I, first crushes i i believe it you know so i i actually personally never i, I don't think i could ever think of a, a woman like you know and that is more beautiful that i think as a woman, you know, is as pretty as her. I mean, I don't think there's anybody else that exists that on this planet in any time. Well, there's some, there's some people, there's some actresses and even, and actors that were super good looking like in the thirties and forties, but like in this day and time, there's nobody that can, that can compete with Linda Carter. You know, I don't think so. But, um, you know, the first season, that, that that one the wonder woman it starts out in the 40s during the war right and that then, was, then that was they kind of strange how they switched it yeah they changed it you know why they changed it no. to the 70s uh, they changed it to the new adventures of wonder woman and they and they kept linda carter as diane prince and lyle wagner as steve trevor but the rest of the cast was changed but they changed it because of the cost of the um sets you know to, oh, to make everything sense, yeah. back of the 40s and it was just so much easier and then it was sent to cbs instead so um that's why they changed everything and it was just cheaper um, yeah i can to, see that update it so the the original tv pilot it starred kathy lee crosby as wonder woman which i can't even yeah i saw that movie can't, can't even i don't i never saw that and ricardo Montalban and Nate, ned Beatty, who sadly passed away oh yeah today yeah today yeah and then there were three episodes that featured Deborah Winger as her younger sister, Drusilla. Right. Yeah. She was Wonder Girl. Yeah, I like that. It was in one of her earliest acting roles. Yeah. Um, I love this show. I used to twirl around in a circle, pretend I was turned into Wonder Woman, you know? And, <laughs> you know, it's like, who didn't, you know? So, but um, everyone knows like this show. I mean, everyone knows that, you know, Wonder Woman came from an island full of Amazon women. She had an invisible airplane. She, she has her truth lasso. She has the bracelets that stop bullets. She's, she's super strong, you know? So, I mean, I, you know, if somebody never saw the show or never heard of this, I don't know where they've been living, you know? So, but this was awesome. Now, I don't know if you know this, the seventies version of Steve Trevor uh, he's supposed to be the son of Steve Trevor. He's Steve Trevor uh, Jr. Really? You know, from the son of Steve Trevor Sr. from the 40s version. I didn't know that. I thought they just switched it and didn't tell us anything. Mm, I thought yeah. they just kind of rebooted it. I didn't know it was his son. Yep, it was his son. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, but that's that's what that's what happened because, and they turned it into like a more, like a police detective type show in the 70s than the world war ii stuff yeah so um yeah and then so, um yeah go ahead i was gonna ask you which, which version did you prefer i like the updated one i like the 70s so i like the world war ii one yeah uh, yeah. yeah but see i'm not big into war anyway but um you know i i like the 70s version of her because she has like the 70s style clothes on and it's just you know i like that time period and so I like seeing 
um, something that was set then. It's like seeing like Lindsay Wagner doing a bionic woman and it's set in the seventies, you know? So, I mean, it's the, it is the seventies, you know? So like everything around the sets, the, what, how they lived, you know, the cars, the everything, it was the seventies, you know? So when you see stuff, then you, you get like taken back, like, and you can remember like what, what it was like for yourself to be living in the seventies, you know? So that's what I like about, you know, um, shows that were set in the time period that they were, you know, filmed in. So, you know, I like that one episode where, where she fought that big gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> it was, that. it was so cheesy. You know, it was just a guy in a gorilla costume. Uh-huh. It was like uh, Joanna with the bear in uh, <laughs> yeah. the secret devices. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, uh, they, yeah. They did some different storylines there and, you know, um, you know, there's some weird, weird the 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 whole like being on the island stuff and she she has to like um do a like a uh, i don't know like all these like to, to get off the island they have like a tournament of some sort you know and the and the amazon women like all have to face off against each other and i think her mother was uh cloris uh leachman leachman yeah that's you know but that i i actually watched that uh the the very beginning episode because they do the bullets and bracelets like the um you know have to they have to do all these like and and that's what the like the new new wonder woman they do that too at the beginning where she but she's just a little girl she's not like a grown woman like linda carter's a grown woman and they like run around like they're wearing lingerie you know on the show but yeah i just i thought it's it's always funny when she like had to pick steve trevor up and carry him you know and and you see him like <laughs> you see him like like she's carrying him along the beach but you know it's like a dummy because his legs are flying you know in two different directions like and that's kind of funny you know and then um they do a close-up shot of him like leaning on her you know but you don't see you know how she's holding him up you know was like that but i love like her jumping up in the air and you know doing all the being really strong and holding on to the cars and you know i love that stuff so yeah um, did she, you, she did a great job yeah yeah she did now um the, migo did a wonder woman you know doll too and she did um a whole bunch of, they did a whole bunch of them they did um you know diana prince they did uh steve trevor and some of the other, like the Nubia, I don't know who that was, and Queen Hippolyta, or I don't know who, do you know who that is? Is that the mother? Is that, is that mom? I don't even know how you pronounce it. Hippolyta, I don't know. But, um, and then they had different outfits for Diana Prince. Um, and then they had various play sets that they, they created, but they didn't, they, they never released them for sale. So I don't, I don't know why they would have done that, but. And then they said they said uh, in um, 2015, Hallmark released a Wonder Woman Christmas ornament that looked like Linda Carter. Oh, really? Yeah. So there, there, I mean, there's tons of merchandise and tons of stuff on Wonder Woman. So I mean, I could we could we we want to keep this short, I guess. You know, on those TV series, I, I remember the episode that Roy Rogers was in. You remember that one? Roy Rogers, no. Yeah, Mm-mm. and uh, and this is where Wonder Woman gets her cape from. Uh, he, he had yeah, such strict, strict uh, standards, and he didn't want to do the episode with her dressed like she's usually dressed. Oh, so he, why? he didn't want her cleavage showing and her legs showing that. So they made that cape oh. that while she's in scenes with him, she's wearing that cape completely covering her. You know, like a robe. Oh. Almost. And that's that's why they designed the cape. And uh, well, they changed her. Uh, outfit. They also made a full body suit. 
that covered her legs and everything. She had like a, you remember that one? It was like a. Full, is it blue? Yeah, it had stars on it. Yeah, and then she could like. I think it looked like her scuba suit or something. Yeah, they it? made that because yeah. Roy Rogers didn't want to appear with her. Almost, you know, he thought she was almost naked. Well, you know what? She, she you know what? She, she is kind of sort of almost, you know, like she, it is skimpy, yeah. you know, but she didn't look, they didn't look like that to me. It, it, she, I mean, she had her boots on up to her uh, knee and, you know, and then her, the way that her, uh, her um, outfit was, it wasn't cut up on the sides. Like it looks like she's wearing almost shorts. Like, you know, it doesn't look like she's wearing like a, like a, like cut up high on the sides, like a bathing suit. You know what I mean? It was like her butts covered and, um, you know, it's just that her body is like so boom, like you know, there, there. It's all. It just she's got uh, such a curvy figure that um, it, it being tight, you can, you know, it, oh, it yeah. might look like that. Yeah. So. I like my Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I always wanted Wonder Woman underoos too, and never got them. Mm-mm. Yeah, you you got the Scooby Doo one. Yeah, the Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So when you call me Scoobs, you know, it's like yeah, it takes me back to the underoos, Scoobs. <laughs> yeah, underoos, Scoobs. Yeah. Now, what was the guy's name that played Steve Trevor? Lyle Wagner. Wagner. I remember he him died. on the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, he, he was a pretty he, funny guy. Yeah. And you know, he was the he was up for uh to play Batman, and then Adam West got the part but it was going to be steve trevor oh, I, mean, the, I liked the, him the I, I thought guy. lyle wagner was good looking yeah he was yeah. pretty funny on carol burnett's show i always liked yeah. when he was on there he did it he guest starred on the golden girls too <laughs> yeah like just he played he played himself in an episode um but uh, uh, yeah he he did um the carol burnett show for a long time yeah yeah, yeah. but um yeah he died some years ago i think his wife is still alive they were married like 50 years i think he was like married to the same woman, which is kind of unheard of, um, you know, in in showbiz. But yeah, now they they never made like any reunion movies for Wonder Woman, did they? I don't think so. Linda yeah. Carter's real her husband just died like this year. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, wasn't he's like a senator or something? Yeah, well, he's like a billionaire actually. I, I forget what he did that he he made a ton of money, um, but. Um, yeah, my friend James, he's met Linda Carter many, many times. I have her autograph and I have her on video talking to me and telling me Merry Christmas. And he went to see her like in D.C. at uh, her singing somewhere. And I have a picture of that. And then actually he gave Billy Ray Bates a bunch of his pictures to put in her book, the, the Super Chicks book. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that he she used that. And then actually I, w- I was friends with her on Facebook and the picture that one of the pictures that James took of her and her daughter and her son and her father, um, I sent it to her and she used it as her profile picture on Father's Day. Huh. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. I'm sure she don't know who I am, but yeah. But yeah, she's pretty cool. And then they put her in the um in a cameo at the end of the the Wonder Woman, a new one, you know. And Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that's right. But she <laughs> But she's a not horrible movie. I won't. I, I know. I only knew that they did that, but I didn't watch that. But she, she's just she's not playing uh, Wonder Woman, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> so like she just didn't. Wasn't she in that that Sky High or something like that? It wasn't she. A yeah, she was the now? principal of the high school. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that was I a good movie. I, I, I remember taking my that. daughter to the theater to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, we could go on and on about uh, Linda Carter, but and Wonder Woman because it's, you know, it's everybody knows it and they're redoing it and they keep redoing it and they keep making more. But um, I'm I, I watched the new one, but uh, and I liked it. It was set in the '80s, but they like did over the top like '80s stuff. So yeah, I didn't like it. it I just I liked that first Wonder Woman they did. You know, yeah. to me that was one of DC's better movies. Uh huh. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't mind that either. But the sequel, yeah. it kind of, yeah, they, it was, I thought it was lame. <laughs> yeah, and it did not Bad seem writing. like the 80s. Yeah, it did, I'm like, that scene at the mall is like the only thing that was, um, but they over, like, that's not what the 80s look like to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. So, moving on, moving on. Yeah. Music. Okay. Yeah, it's the mess of music. talk about three dog night you ever listen to them yep i know some of their stuff well i want to talk about i always like finding out where the names came from you know uh-huh so they were they're all sitting around a room and they said man we sound like three dogs barking in the night no that's not what okay. <laughs> yeah it yeah. actually came from a one of them was dating an actress and she came up with a story that she told him that she heard in, from Australia, from from an Aborigine uh, legend or way of life or something, okay? And it was a Aborigine tradition that at night, when it was cold in the desert, the Aborigines would dig a hole in the ground and they would sleep with a, a dingo, like a wild dog, for warmth. You know, the, the body heat from the dingo would keep them warm like a blanket. And yeah. then on, on even colder nights, they would... <laughs> I'm not making this up. They would have two dingoes, all right, in the hole with uh, them. Uh, they must have been very friendly to stick and, around. And on freezing nights, they would have three dingoes. Oh! And those freezing nights became known as a three dingo night <laughs> okay. or a three dog night. And that that's they liked the story that this actress told them. So that's I think where their that name they ate came three from. hot dogs in one night after. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a three dog night. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty okay. fun. Anyway, yeah. my, my favorite my favorite song of Three Dog Night is uh Shambhala. You know that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On yeah. the road to Shambhala. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
really cool ones uh and most of them are fun to sing along with like like joy to the world that's a great yeah one. yeah they're actually going to be in lake charles here at one of the casinos coming up sometime this summer maybe, maybe in august do you I know might, what if they, see them. if they were in concert with uh pure prairie league they could be a three prairie dog night there you go <laughs> and i uh i remember on an episode of buck rogers uh it might have even been the uh the pilot movie They've got like a big ceremony going and there's a band and he walks up to him and he says, Hey guys, you know, any three dog night. And they just kind of mm. look at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Do they sing, um, what's that, um, song about the, about the sugar, about the cup, about the, something about sugar. Like, um, what is it? No sugar tonight in my coffee. That's three dog know. night, isn't it? Maybe. No sugar but tonight in my coffee. No sugar tonight in my tea. Is it you it? know that song, uh, one, one is a lonely number. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is a lonely, lonely number that goes a, a, around that goes with my, uh, Capricorn one and my salvage one and my one is a lonely number. Yeah. Yeah. So, or <laughs> so one, two, numbers. one, two, three, three. There you go. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Okay. And then you're going in order too. Yeah. But you didn't do two for the the savage thing. If it was the salvage, uh, what was it? Salvage, what was the name? Salvage. salvage one. Oh, it was salvage one. Yeah. It should have been salvage two. Well, it didn't make it to a second season. Okay, so Capricorn one. So this was your thing. You you had a plan here. Capricorn one, salvage one, three dog night, <laughs> and uh, four score and seven years ago. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. No sugar tonight. Oh no, that's guess who. But I see that they did no sugar tonight with three dog night. They must have did a cover of it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mama told me three three dog night. Yeah. Yeah, they had some good songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was okay. a they're they're a fun band. Like, like whoa, I said, they're going to be whoa. here. Whoa. Sorry. Wait. Go ahead. What happened? Okay. Sorry. So, oh, wait. Hello, you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you got ants in your pants? It like, no, it sounded like, like, oh, like I had, I, I was looking up the, the, the three dog night who sang that song and then a video started playing and it's uh, like scary, scary. I don't know what it was, some creepy something. I'm like, I was trying to get it to click off and it just kept scaring me. Okay, yeah, sorry. Well, let's anyway. talk about your, your band. Okay, my band is Bread. Okay, and uh, they're my what? Like they're my one of my favorite all-time bands of all time. And you want to know how they got their name? How they get, they're, they're in a bakery. <laughs> yeah. No. You know what? Do you know how they really did it? I mean, uh, it's pretty close. They didn't have any money to, to start a band. Yeah. They, need, they needed some bread. some bread. Yeah. Yeah. They need some bread. Yeah. Um, no, they named themselves Bread after they got stuck in traffic behind a Wonder Bread truck. Oh. Here's how to help build strong bodies eight ways. Eat Wonder Bread. You want to go bigger and stronger, don't you? Golly, sure. Okay. 
A sandwich daily and two slices of Wonder Bread every meal give you eight elements you need. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't know, like pretty close. There you, you know? go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they were formed in Los Angeles, California, 1969. Uh, yeah, if they would have, they should have, they've been, they could have been like the grilled cheeses or something, you know? So, the Wonder Band. Yeah, the Wonder, the Wonder Bread. Wonder, the wonder Breads. Yeah, the Wonder Breads. <laughs> Maybe climbing on rainbows, but baby, here goes. Dreams there for those who sleep. Life is for us to keep. And if you're wondering what this all is leading. consisted of the singer-songwriter uh, producer David Gates who I love his voice he's the lead singer um, and then uh, it also uh, they had Jimmy Griffin and Rob Royer and Mike Botts um, became the drummer and the um, Best of Bread album is like one of my all-time favorite albums of all time I love every single song on it um, I, I, do, do, do you know who they are? I mean, you you know who I'm talking about, right? I, actually, you I don't. You have to know some. You don't know who Brett is. I probably know their songs. I just oh, don't, yeah. you don't know it was you them don't know, it. Um, If the song "If" they played it like every wedding, like back then. Everything I own, uh, make it with you. You never heard "Make It With You." Maybe sing it. Um, I play it. <laughs> Singing it. So my favorite song of theirs is "Too Much Love." cook anyway so i'm gonna have to force you unless you run and hide in one of the rooms yeah so <laughs> so i it's my favorite album i i'd say it is like in my top 
it may be my number one favorite. I can't think of an album that I love better than that album. I mean, I love, I mean, I love the Bee Gees and I love Fleetwood Mac, but Bread, I mean, they're just like such, it's easy listening, like music, but then they have a couple good, like the, you, I'm going to send you a couple songs like the guitar, the guitar man and sweet surrender and mother freedom. Remember those gu- are guitar Zan guitar Zan. No, the guitar man, the guitar Zan was Ray. Um, what's his name? Ray Charles. Is that who did guitar? Stevens? Ray Stevens. Yeah. They did the streak. Was that remember? him? Was the same guy saying guitar? Zan? I think, yeah. Guitar Zan. Yeah. Ray Stevens. Right. Is that who you said? It's me again, Margaret. Who? What's that? But not one of his songs. I don't know. Guitar's in. Ahab. No. no, the guitar man. Mm-mm. Yeah, Ray Stevens. I, I, and there's a there's a, a monkey in it. Maybe he's from. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in, he might have just like jumped off the set of Wonder Woman and yeah. <laughs> ran over and did that video. <laughs> yeah, really. Busy okay, day well, for him. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's special appearance. Yeah, so you can't add to my bread, but um, you know, whatever. Put some butter on there. You can put some butter on it and make a BLT. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think of my childhood bedroom. So, like, when I think of bread, so tell me about what, what, like, let's talk about then what was on our bedroom walls. I didn't post a post. I didn't post a uh, an album up there, but. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I'm thinking back to like my elementary uh, days in my room. Uh, well, even further back, I remember before I even started school or like, you know, my toddler days up through maybe kindergarten, my mom had painted in my bedroom a mural on my wall and it was uh, Snoopy on top of his doghouse, just like the Red Baron. And she had all the Peanuts characters. It covered my whole room. She she painted it herself. She did. That's a cool mom. Yeah. So I remember that when I was a little kid. I had the, the Snoopy bedroom. But, uh, you know, when I was uh, older, like in elementary school and stuff, I remember we've talked about this before. I think even with uh, Billy Ray Bates, uh, about in the 70s, how there was that big CB craze sweeping the country. You know what's yeah. about CBs? CBs? Band, CB radio. Oh, CBs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Swept the country. I mean, yeah, that's, we were that's in the CB club. When the Dukes of Hazard was on, yeah. BJ we were, the Bear, we had a CB. Sheriff Lobo. We were in a CB club. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, all, all of that stuff added to that craze. And, uh, you know, my dad had a CB, my grandpa, everybody that I knew had a CB. And, uh, but the Scholastic Book Club, or, or it might have been uh, that troll book club. They had uh, books and posters that, that was uh, CB themed uh, that I had on my wall. I remember like like one, I had a book from Scholastic that was like CB slang, like how to talk on a CB. Uh-huh. But they, they put out some posters and uh, I remember one it shows like a guy driving an 18 wheeler, like a close up of him in the cab talking on the CB. And yeah. it says like the, the caption was like breaker one nine, good buddy or something yeah. like that. Or yeah. And then another one would say, like, uh, put the pedal to the metal, you know, had like a yeah. guy in a truck. I think I had one with, uh, speaking of monkeys, it had like a monkey driving and he was talking on the CB. Was it the bear from BJ? No, bear? it wasn't. But uh, oh. but I did have a model of that truck from um, in yeah. my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 
anyway, I remember, you know, like very early elementary, like the CB stuff. But uh, I remember having a Benji poster from the movie on my wall. Yeah. And uh, and once 77 came around, I had Star Wars posters everywhere. Uh-huh. And, and then, you know, as I got older, uh, Farrah Fawcett, that, that famous poster that was on my wall, had posters mm-hmm. of uh, actresses and models like, like Christy Brinkley. Uh, what was the girl from uh, Fall Guy? Heather. Uh, Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas. I had her. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, I remember that poster. She's like in a hot tub standing up. Yeah. With the pink bikini. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I, we talked about this on another episode where my mom would take the, the marker. Oh, yeah. And draw shorts and a t shirt on all my posters. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. I love your mom. Yeah. I remember so having a Spuds McKenzie poster. I had uh, that. We talked about it what, just a couple of weeks ago that, that Springsteen. Born in the USA, but it was buckwheat. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the Little Rascals. Uh, I remember having a Miami Vice poster. Uh, I had a black yeah. and white poster reprint of the movie poster of the Adam West Batman movie. And uh-huh. I still have it. It's it's uh, it's hanging in my dining room. Oh, framed. And over the years, uh, I would take it to the Comic-Cons. And uh, I had the whole cast that was living then sign it, you know, uh, I got yeah. autographs from uh, Batman, Robin, Catwoman, and the Riddler. Everybody else cool. had already died. Oh. Anyway, I have that one framed hanging in my dining room. Uh, I have an autograph from Adam West. Yeah. Cool. He was there with Joanna. That's we met him. I Jordan met him. Um, yeah. In high school, I was a big comic book fan, and I love the Punisher. I had Punisher posters all over my wall. Uh, I still got them. They're, they're like rolled up in a cardboard tube somewhere. But uh, yeah, they I redid had, that show, didn't they? Several times, the pun- yeah. Like, and TV there's show. that guy that's in it. I don't remember his name. Was an actor that played him recently. He was just in that movie with Angelia Jolie, wasn't he? The one about they, those who wish me dead. Yeah, he sure he, was. He was he was the Punisher guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was on Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, like Jordan said he dies in everything he's ever in. So you know that watching any of his movies, he never makes it. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I remember on the back of my door, I had a full length of the door, one of those, you know, those yeah. posters of uh, Spock from Star Trek. Oh, and, yeah. uh, then I had a, a regular size like, poster. Give me the creeps at night. Of Kirk. Like if you shut your door in yeah. the dark and you saw Spock looking at you. How are you going to see Spock in the dark? Spock in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's shot in the dark with by Ozzy Osbourne. There's a the song, but this could be Spock in the dark. We could do it um like a Weird Al song. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I mean, didn't you have any light at all in your room? Plus, your eyes adjust to the dark, and you can eyes see were his closed. Face. I was sleeping. Oh, oh, I. Oh no. I, I, I remember in well. high school. Uh, I had a <laughs> poster for that movie Cobra. Yeah, I love Cobra. And Bloodsport. I had those hanging in my room. Uh, With Sylvester Stallone Cobra. I love that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. when I was in college, uh, I had some posters from uh, what we talked about at the beginning of the show, the, the Batman 89. Yeah. I had that logo one, and I had a picture of him dressed in the costume, standing by the Did Batmobile. Did you get them out of um, magazines? Uh, no. You, do you get it. them in stores like they ha- used to have posters like in like i remember like in james way and, yeah, and like Murphy, you could buy like a, yeah they'd have posters on um 
like a, a like like those things that you like flip through them. They're in a thing, and then the yeah, I'd get them at the record store at yeah. Spencer's place. You like could win, win them, win them at the carnival too. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, sure yeah. do. Yeah, the carnival had like things you couldn't find anywhere else. They had like right. posters from TV shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but also in my room, besides posters, I had a lot of uh. Like stand ups from the standees from the uh, yeah. video store. Yeah. Like I was real good friends with the, the owners of the video store. So oh any God. standee I wanted, they would give me. You I had what? all kinds from Jean Claude Van Damme. I had, I bought, I don't know if it's up in my attic still. I don't know what the heck I ever did with it. Maybe I threw it away. I don't know. I bought an Indiana Jones standee for the party that we were supposed to have from the rewind. And I, and, and I, and I got that. Like I bought a whole bunch of stuff for that party that I never got to do. And I don't know. And I bought a standee and I totally forget it just popped into my head just now. And it was, um, it was him. So I don't know where I put it, but that's what I had. I had one because you know, I, when I grew up, I didn't, I didn't have like a lot of that stuff, like in my room. Like What'd my you room have on was, your walls? Um, I had, well, on the walls, I, like, I remember like when my, when my, when I was little, like when my first bedroom, my walls were all like lavender colored and my room was all white furniture. And it had, um, I had a canopy bed. My grandma bought me a canopy bed when I was like five years old. So I had that my whole life. Um, and then I don't remember what was actually on the walls. I had um, like a white wicker uh, chair and, and I had a um, like a shadow box thing and I collected stuff like I collected little, um, uh, well, I collected salt and pepper shakers. And then, and then I was trying to think of my, my room, as I got older, and, I, and, when, and when I was thinking of this stuff and I was thinking about posters, I remember, and I'm gonna have to, po- I will post this picture because I looked it up after um, we talked about doing this. Um, the, this I remember we were at, um, I don't know, my, my, my parents' friend's house one night and they had a son that was like a year older than me. I used to, he used to be a camp counselor at the same camp that I was at when I was a kid. And he, I don't know, he, I don't know how I got him to give it to me, but he gave me a poster of Lindsay Wagner as the Bionic Woman, and oh, cool. I never forgot it. Um, I think he had it in his room, and I don't remember how I got him to give it to me. I was only like nine or ten, you know, but I remember he gave it to me, and I think like I, I thought he was like the coolest thing for giving me this poster, you know, and I mean, now, I mean, I've deleted him off my Facebook page because he's mm-hmm. annoying. He's just, he got, he's he totally, he grew up into something not, you know, else. But um, yeah, but um, I just remember that poster was embedded into my head, you know, like what she was wearing and everything. And, and I looked it up and I saw a picture of it and I'll post it. I'll post it on the page, you know, or, or the, the Pop Ninja page to show you which um, picture it was. That, that I that's engraved into my childhood memory you know but um I just my my room as like a teenager I had like um yeah I had like panel paneled walls and then I had my I had yellow and white checkered gingham um like bedding and I had like my curtains and my that like my comforter, my canopy, like all that stuff matched. And then I had my stereo stand in my room with my stick with my record player, and my, and I had a whole bunch of plants in my room. Like I had a, I even had a, like a plant rack with a bunch of plants on it. And then I had my furniture there, and uh, like my white furniture and a desk. And I was trying to think what was on the walls though, and I couldn't I couldn't think of like what I put on there. Like I uh, I used to draw stuff and draw pictures and stuff and like uh like like 
flowers and things like that and and take and i and then i remember when i was younger i took the remember the like trading cards like the grease ones with the bubble gum in them yeah i taped i had a whole bunch of them and i taped them all above my bed you know like right above my headboard and and i and 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 maybe some of them had stickers on them. Remember there were some stickers in there? I think I stuck the stickers on my, my paneling and I couldn't get them off. And the glue got stuck to the paneling and my parents uh, almost killed me. Yeah, I remember that. And then tape and I made the walls all sticky, you know, because it, it uh, I don't know, it, it, it wasn't, I couldn't get it back off. <laughs> so, so you yeah. you were never in the posters. You didn't have no. Like, my cousin was. Or... She my cousin had like a billion um, posters of of Rob Lowe and John Stamos like all over her walls. I go to her house. I'm not. You know what? Maybe I didn't need posters because like she. I went to her house every weekend when I was a kid and and spent the night at her house and um, looked at her posters. So and she had like a billion John Stamos Rob Lowe that Rob Lowe poster of him and he's wearing like a white like crop top and white uh, pants. And uh, it's actually the same exact poster that's in the movie, The Lost Boys. Remember um, seeing Corey Haim having it. And I thought that was a little odd ball for him to have, you know, Rob Lowe on his wall, but you know, whatever. So, but um, yeah, now I can't, I can't think of anything. Oh, but my son, when he was like about 14, he went through this stage of trying to get um, like older posters and he had Die Hard. And he had all the uh, James Bond movies um, on posters. We we had like maybe I don't know twenty different posters that we like rotated, you know, that we got. We, like we went through some kind of um, like episode of eBay of, of trying to buy one of everything. And I did that when I first found the computer, like needing to get like one of everything from my past, you know. Yeah. So yeah, the, the mailman used to come to my house, like uh, you know, bring like. 10 things at one time every day for like a year so yeah yeah i had to have everything so from my uh all my movies i i hadn't seen in forever to like i i got a a chrissy doll you know and i got all this like oh i got a great grape ape pillow that was like one of the things that i i had to have you know because i love the great grape ape but you know if i i, I can't I, I don't remember I don't remember like if I never had access to uh, posters like I didn't buy teen magazines and um, and I didn't I don't I don't know if I would have bought a poster you know I was trying to think about bands did you have bands uh, not really um, no? yeah I, I wasn't allowed to go to concerts stuff my me parents either. wouldn't let me so I, I just me never had either. that stuff I wasn't either. I wasn't allowed yeah. to go to one concert because my mom thought I'd be kidnapped. And they didn't like the music I listened to, so you know. No, I remember I, I had um, yeah. I had a, a little nightlight in my bedroom because I was scared of the dark. Okay, and I remember her, and she was right next to my bed. I had a little like table thing there that this nightlight was on, and she was a little girl that was like yellow and purple, and she had little holes like in her dress that um, looked like flowers. And when she lit up like that 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 picture of like. The, the, the flowers like from her dress like would like shine on the wall and like up on the ceiling you know i could not sleep without a nightlight so i don't know how i, I you know i would i would have seen you know spock sneaking around my room yeah yeah 
So I had this whole thing. I had this, I had this whole thing of like watching um, horror movies, like when I was in, like from around seventh, eighth grade. And then I, my dad would say, it's time for bed. And then I would be too scared to go up to my bedroom because I was afraid that something was under the bed. Or I was afraid that the little kid from like Salem's lot was outside my window knocking on the window. Oh, so yeah. I would have to like, I would beg him like and say, can Superman two's on like next? Can I just stay up like for uh, like five minutes just to get the, the horror movie out of my head you know and because I was convinced that something was under my bed or in my closet so and so I had all these stuff I did have a whole bunch of stuffed animals piled up on my bed I had about 13 of them like and I would line them up along the side of the bed beside me and so they were like protecting me from the edge from anything getting me you know so I had this whole um and like when I made my bed in the morning I had a whole like routine of where each one had their space on my bed of where they had to go like I couldn't just like throw them on there in a big heap they had to like line up in a certain way and I don't know maybe that's why I'm a little bit OCD I think mm. so You're but Critter, about... had, Critter had posters and he had uh, you know stuff from uh, like Plague Boy and he had all kinds of girl posters and ones of just random girls I don't even know I don't even know who they were they were like pictures of girls like in skimpy clothes washing a car or something like that you know i mean he just they were all everywhere in his room so maybe it's more of a guy guy thing too maybe you know i don't know but i don't know i, I it's funny because the, the girl that lives in the house i grew up in sent me a picture today of some stuff that she was doing at my house and i was thinking there's my house you know that i grew up in you know in the 70s and the 80s you know i know the girl that lives in it now she's lived there 27 years I only lived there 10 years and and uh I still but I have all my like my memories are in that house you know it's so cool I went there last year and went and got to go in my childhood bedroom last year and see it did I tell you that it was pretty no. cool yeah it was really neat yeah uh, it's like it's like all different and they like rip the closet out and stuff but it's like that was my room and that I know that window and I know that view from the window you know of looking out my window you know and seeing the street light and just it's it's really weird do your parents live in the house that you grew up in the house that we moved to they they built it when I was nine or I had my ninth birthday in it that's when we moved in there that's when Jordan we moved here when Jordan was nine and they, he was nine years old they still live in it and they still live in that house. Yeah, so and my, home, my grandfather and my dad built it. Wow. My father was my, a carpenter. So so it was my dad. And my dad redid the house that my grandfather built. My great-grandfather built the house that I'm talking about that this that the that I went to. He built like a bunch of the houses on the on the same street. And and it was really weird because I looked at a picture that she sent me and the house beside that house, my great grandfather built too. And my grandparents lived in it when my mom was like five years old. And so they built all the houses. There's four houses on like an alleyway and they built all of them. And then we lived in a house that was right across from the fire hall, like right up, like right up, you could see it right from the other house. And, and, uh, and they just tore it down. They, it like just it, it went into like disrepair you know so it's terrible like when you know somebody takes something that was you know you, your childhood stuff and it's gone you know because you can only have it in your memory then so yeah but I envy people that still can go back home to their home with their family you know that they grew up in it's pretty cool 
Yeah. Do you have a bedroom at your parents' house? Like, is your is your do you have your childhood bedroom? Is it still a bedroom? That's my dad's uh, computer room. Ah. So and he's got. No, there's no. Talking um, about posters and stuff. He he's got Roy Rogers movies and <laughs> any kind of old cowboy stuff. Uh, he's got Lone Ranger, all that kind of stuff, all over that room. Yeah. So he. So that's why that's that's cool. Like, um, he liked movies from his time. You know, yeah. like you do. Yeah. Yeah. I never like my. I, I said to my mom, not just like when she was just here, what, I could never re- remember a movie that my dad ever said he ever liked. I don't ever remember watching a movie with him. I don't remember him ever, you know, saying, I love that movie. You know, never. He didn't, he didn't watch TV. Like, I, I just never, I don't remember him ever doing that. Like, I mean, I know like some movies I've watched with my mom and, you know, but I can't remember her ever saying like she was ever like a giant fan of like a movie and watched it over and over and over. You know? Yeah, my, my mom's never talked about stuff like that. But uh, my dad, I know that his favorite movie of all time is Shane. You ever see that Western? No, but yeah, I think good, good I movie. heard you say that. But uh, mine, mine was Gone with the Wind. Yeah, that's my all-time favorite from like any t- any time period, all, all time. You know, I mean, I say I like April Fool's Day is like my favorite. It's like I have to put them into categories, but like of all time ever favorite. I got, got to go with Gone with the Wind. Cool. So, yeah. So well, Speaking of Gone with the Wind, it's time for <laughs> us to, to go with the wind here. Go with the wind. Um, yeah, it's also starting to storm here in thunder. So oh, boy. I say thunderbolt well, and lightning, very, very frightening all the yeah. time. You want to yeah, give so, something away? Yeah, we'll give a, a T-shirt away. Um, cool. And our code word, I'm going to use the word Capricorn. 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 Right. Yeah. Sounds so, good. Uh, go ahead and go on over to the Pop Ninja Facebook page and send us that in a message and you can win a cool t-shirt. All right. And I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, if you remember what posters you had on your walls in the seventies and eighties, uh, put a picture of them on Facebook. Let us all see it. Uh, we'll talk about them and we'll have a brand new episode next Wednesday. And as we sign off, I want to leave you with this final thought. All wings check in. Red 3, standing by. Red 6, standing by. Red 5, standing by. Red Button, standing by. Red Fox, standing by. Big Red, standing by. Red October, standing by. Helen Reddy, standing by. Simply Red, standing by. As much muscle-building protein as roast beef, as much calcium for bones and teeth as cottage cheese, as much phosphorus for cell metabolism as this egg, as much iron for red blood as three lamb chops, as much vitamin B1 for appetite as fried liver, as much vitamin B2 for growth as this much cheese, as much niacin for mental health as six sardines, as much energy as two glasses of milk. That's why you can help yourself grow bigger and stronger eight ways with Wonder Bread. I mean grow bigger and stronger eight ways. So be sure to eat Wonder Bread. Get Wonder Bread fresh at your grocer's today.